Good morning and welcome Calvary River Baptist and Radiant Life. Happy Mother's Day. We're so excited that you can join us this morning for our time of worship. As I think about some attributes of mothers, I think about uh, nurturing, loving, caring, selfless. I know there's so many other attributes of mothers, uh, but those are some of my big ones that I think about. As I think about those things, I realize that there's a lot of other women in my life that also have those same attributes that have impacted me greatly. So today, see if you can find some fun and creative ways to honor and recognize your mother, as well as think about those other women in your life that foster uh, growth and development, that love you unconditionally, and maybe do something a little special for them too. Share those things with us. We would love to hear how you celebrate and honor the women in your life. Happy Mother's Day. Good morning, everyone, and happy Mother's Day. My own mother is in heaven, but I'm so thankful for all that she taught me as I grew up. My name is Erwin, and I want to encourage you this morning in whatever role you play. Son, daughter, mother, father, wife, husband. We are all children of our Heavenly Father. Would you join me in praise and worship of our great God, as I read a few selections from the Psalms. Unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. You have searched me, O Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. You created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Praise the Lord. Hi everyone, we are here. Just wanted to remind you that as always, there's children's videos on our church website for your kids to watch. We've been going through the book of Matthew together and it's just been really fun to learn more about who Jesus is and what he's like. So go on over. Remember, there's two stories there. There's one for preschoolers and one for elementary students. So make sure you click on the right one for your kids. Hi. My name is Ben. My name is Joelle. And, and this guy's name is Muncher. Munch. Muncher, yeah. Muncher. <laughs> what are you enjoying most about staying home? So um, I'm enjoying that we've got like kind of extra playtime because that school is kind of shorter. School is also, I find school amusing. It's fun. Um, I like it because we get to video our friends and yeah, and um, then we get to have just a lot of fun. Well, I like that we get to have extra screen time, and one day we have like uh, afternoon screen time. What are you not liking about staying home right now? That we don't get to see our friends much, and that like life is harder and that I don't get to see my teacher and that this might be like 
when school ends, the COVID might be still going on. So I'm, I, <laughs> I won't like that. That's kind of like my, la that was kind of like my last time doing, seeing my friends in person. How do you see God at work right now? Um, I see God at work how he's um helping us cause like, and helping us have good doctors, helping us, helping us with the um issue of the medical issues. Oh, where's the caterpillar? Oh, there it is. I didn't see that because I see him at work because it's a sunny day and so mostly rainy and um sunny because um I like rainbows and sun and rain like rainbows and uh, I like caterpillars to live in the sun. What do you think would help other people right now? Let's say if my brother was feeling so sad, I would give him a hug. Thing is, we can't hug during the social distancing thing with everybody else. Thing is, I would, I would basically like the t um the Zoom has really been working for us because I can attach with my aunt, my grandpa, my grandma. I think just spending time calling some of your friends and just trying to forge either te on something on Teams or Zoom, I think it will help them, if they're lonely, to stick with others. He's like, yeah. My name is Emma and I have a few announcements for you today. The first announcement is regarding our Mother's Day gift basket. Usually on a Sunday morning we would like to give a flower away to all the women in the congregation but because we can't do that this year we are having a blessing of a gift basket to give out to one of you special ladies. So if you haven't seen that post yet or tagged the women in your life go check out our Facebook page and sign up for that for a chance to win. We will be drawing on Tuesday and so we are so excited and we will let you know who gets the gift basket then. I also just wanted to highlight our outreach ministry, Radiant Life. It's still going on down there if you haven't been able to visit or you're not on one of our volunteer teams. We give out lunches every Sunday and there's lots of ways that you can help out with Radiant Life. If you would like to get involved, you can contact us. There's things like making cookies and stuff like that. And so make sure you contact the office to get involved. Last week, I mentioned that we are starting small groups really soon. We are super excited and there is a little update for you. We have now gotten to the point where we know that we are launching five groups. There's still a lot of information that we need to gather and put together, but we would love it that if you're interested, you could message us and we can put you on the list and we will let you know when there's more information to follow. And lastly, I just wanted to highlight our newsletter. We have a lot of information going out on different platforms such as our website and our social media. But if you would like more information and more detail, sign up for our newsletter. You can do so by going on our website. Well, thank you all again for joining us this morning. My name is Ryan and this morning I'm going to be praying for Jim and Christy Miller with Name Missions. And I'm gonna be praying for our local church outreach 
Pastor Matt and his wife Deanne. So join me in prayer this morning, and we'll also be praying for the offering. So, uh, Lord Heavenly Father, we just thank you that we can be together in this time, in this way, Lord, that you've given us the possibility to meet in, in these extreme circumstances. Jesus, we just want to lift up uh, Jim and Christy this morning. Lord, we ask that you would give them creativity and insight into how to reach out to the local communities with name. And uh, Lord, we ask that you would bless them in what they're doing. And Lord, we want to lift up Pastor Matt and his wife, Deanne. And we ask, Lord, that as this morning they're reaching out into Campbell River with your love and your word, Lord, that you would speak through them, that you would inspire them, and Jesus, that you would give them... Um, all the words that they need this morning, and Lord, that they would see your kingdom come in their congregation here this morning. Father, we want to thank you for uh, how you've been blessing all of us in this time, how you're sustaining us, and we ask, Lord, that as we look forward into the future, you would continue, Lord, to just uplift us and hold us up, and Father, we just thank you for how we are able to partner with you in this time and what you're doing here in Campbell River. So, Father, please bless this offering this morning and bless everybody who is joining us. In your name we pray. Amen. Good morning. We want to wish all you mums out there a happy Mother's Day. Last Sunday, I shared with you the pattern of prayer taught by our Lord, what we often call the Lord's Prayer. What we did is that we kind of divided it into its sections to try and understand how the flow of prayer might go and then how we can learn how to pray from that prayer in our walk with God. Today what I want to do is to continue talking about prayer, only I want to talk about persistence in prayer. I want to share with you that persistent praying is much better than persistent worrying. I'm reading from Luke chapter 11. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the other one inside answers, don't bother me, the door is already locked, my children are, and I are in bed, I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you that even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. I've entitled this morning's message, Don't Worry, Pray Instead. And I need to hear this word from God as much as anyone because I am 100% capable of worrying. And the devil, he's an expert at pushing all the wrong buttons, so the prayer, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one, is one that I need to pray regularly. So I offer this to you as one who is learning these essentials of the faith. And it strikes me that this is super relevant to the situation we find ourselves in, because there are so many sources of worry upon us. Health worries, family worries, financial worries, employment worries, education worries, and of course, as a Vancouver Canucks fan, the Vancouver Canucks season. So last week my message was learning to pray. This week I want to encourage you to keep on praying. Last Sunday I summarized prayer using three key words. Sincere, simple, and confident. These are the kinds of prayers we can pray. Sincere, simple, confident prayers. This morning I'm going to add a few more words to this list by continuing to unpack Jesus' teaching on prayer 
found in Matthew chapter 7. But first, what do we learn from the parable Em just read for us? Here's the scene. The family is tucked away in bed. Everyone, including mom and dad, has been asleep for a couple of hours when a quiet knock is heard at the door. I can imagine the father waking up with a start, not sure if he's heard a knock or just dreamed it, but then he hears the knock on the door again and a voice quietly calling, Hey, wake up. I need to borrow food for a visitor who's just arrived and I have nothing to serve him. The father's not willing to come to the door, so he opens his window and whispers, Go away. We're asleep. I'll get you something in the morning. I don't want to risk waking up the kids. But the man at the door persists. No, really, my visitor hasn't had supper and we're out of food. And his persistence pays off. This parable concludes with these words. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So you get what you need, not because of friendship, but because you will not give up. Knowing the social setting of the day helps underscore some of the subtleties of the parable. The setting of the story would be a small Judean village in the time of Jesus. There are no 24-hour convenience or grocery stores. Families at that time baked enough bread for themselves for the day in the morning. So if you had unexpected late-night company, you might have a problem. And it was common for people to travel after dark to escape the heat of the day, which means that a visitor might arrive at midnight. Many people lived in one-room homes, so going to the door in the middle of the night could cause enough of a commotion to wake up the whole family. Now, given all of this, it's easy to imagine the crowd, as Jesus tells the story, identifying with both men, with the urgency of the need of the one man, and the inconvenience impo imposed upon the other. This parable demonstrates an important point about prayer, the power of persistency. It's the man's shameless audacity that wins the day. Jesus then draws a parallel to prayer. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. You can see Jesus' point. He tells us something about God, and he tells us something about prayer. Now, about God, Jesus tells us to seek God because he will answer. The parable is contrasting God with the man who's asleep in bed. God is not like that homeowner who's annoyed by his neighbor waking him up at midnight. He wants to be wakened up at midnight or any other time. And of course, you can't wake him up because he never sleeps. It's like the psalm shared by Erwin a couple of weeks ago. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The sleeping man in the parable is bothered by the disturbance. God is not bothered, and he is never disturbed. He welcomes our prayers anytime, 24-7. He is never inconvenienced. In fact, he invites us to disturb him, 
Jesus is telling us that God wants to be asked and he will answer. That's what we learn about God. About prayer, Jesus tells us how we should pray, that is, regularly, persistently, confidently. Not occasionally, sporadically, nervously. And if we add these words to those from last Sunday, we can pray sincere, simple, regular, persistent, confident prayers. Isn't that great? And Jesus is promising us that those who pray this well way will receive. Although I'll quickly add, not always the way we expect. God's will often takes unexpected turns. With that in mind, let's explore this further by looking now at the parallel passage found in Matthew 7 from the Sermon on the Mount. Here we find these same words of Jesus. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you were evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Let's unpack this teaching further by looking at the context, because this fits into a larger body of teaching of Jesus. In the Sermon on the Mount, which is uh, Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7, this teaching about asking, seeking, and knocking follows Jesus' instruction about why we need not worry. Worrying is such a big issue for many of us, isn't it? I mean, this is something that I've really had to learn. I've had to learn how to pray something and then release it to God and not keep worrying about it. So Jesus tells us, do not worry. I tell you, therefore, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't there more to life than food and more to the body than clothing? Then he asks a common sense question that underlies the whole uselessness of worrying. Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? The obvious answer is no. Furthermore, Jesus tells us why we need not worry, because God knows what we need and he cares for us. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet, your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? As R.T. France puts it, The antidote to worrying is a robust confidence in God's willingness to give his people all they need. What we need is robust. That means strong, healthy, vigorous confidence in God. This is especially important as we face all the uncertainties and complexities of the COVID pandemic and its implications for business and family and school and community and church life and and personal health and safety. What we need is to what we need to take us through all of this is robust confidence in God. Then Jesus says this, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So worrying about the future is useless 
And it indicates that we're not really trusting in God's goodness and his love for us. So don't worry about the future. Seek God's kingdom and righteousness today. And tackle the problems of the day with faith in God. And keep on praying. See, a few verses later, and this is after he tells us to stop judging other people, Jesus returns to the matter of prayer. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. This, this, this verse describes something we, who are seeking God's kingdom and righteousness, do continually. Uh, the verse actually could be translated something like this. Keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. It implies that if we want to experience God's work in our lives, we pray regularly. We pray persistently. And I'll tell you from experience, this is one of the antidotes to worry. Many times I've given the things I worry about over to God. I pass in my worries. And you know what I receive back from him? His peace. That's a pretty good exchange. Give God your worries. Take back his peace. That's what robust confidence in God looks like. Perhaps there is also an intensification of prayer implied in the movement of the words from earnestly seeking to diligent sorry from earnestly asking to diligently seeking to persistently knocking it's a bit like turning up the volume on your car radio as the noise from the road increases consider how paul describes effective prayer in philippians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7 do not be anxious about anything Okay, so there's the command not to worry again. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Notice all of the repeated words, by prayer and petition, presenting your request to God. He uses three words that mean essentially the same thing. By prayer and petition, presenting your requests. Each word seems to add urgency or concern or persistence, right? You get the impression of a prayer that is heartfelt, persistent, and thankful. Now notice the outcome of this kind of prayer. The peace of God. So like I said, I pass my worries to him and I receive back his peace. This is the nature of prayer. It comes from deep within us, where we earnestly want God to work and trust him to work. And throughout the process, we are thankful. It makes me wonder something. If my prayers are thrown out there without much thought or consistency, might that reveal how concerned I am or how committed I am to prayer? When something is urgent in my life, I am a devoted prayer. <laughs> I'm committed. I'm all in. Like how we're praying for our son and daughter-in-law daughter and grandchildren living in Italy, doing church planting during this pandemic. We have prayed for them regularly and intensely. And are we ever thankful for God's provision and protection in their life? 
Having invited us into prayer, Jesus then shares a reassuring promise that we can seek God with confidence because God's will is always good. Which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? My parents were not perfect, but they delighted in giving good gifts to their children. I'm not perfect, but I delight in giving good gifts to my children. Jesus says that human parents are sinful, yet we delight in being kind to our children, despite the sin that is in each of our lives, sin that results in imperfect parenting. We, we love our children and we want the best for them. So he asks us, if human parents are kind, even if that kindness is imperfect and inconsistent, how much more will God be kind? God is a good, good father who delights in giving good gifts to his children. This is a starting point for our whole faith journey. Doesn't our whole faith journey begin with a belief that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son for us? Don't we then believe on him, trusting that we will not perish, but we will receive eternal life? Isn't this where it all begins? Just plain and simple trust in the goodness of God. Our whole life journey begins and continues with that same firm belief that God is perfectly holy and perfectly loving, and he desires to bless us with good gifts. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Praise God for that. You can thank God for anything good that happens in your life, and that is why we can pray instead of worry. At the beginning of this message, I told you what I wanted to tell you, and now I've said it. Here's what I want us to remember this morning. The importance of persistently praying instead of persistently worrying. And the reason why is because God loves us, and he wants to hear from his children. Now, remember the parable that Em read for us. This man, trying to borrow bread in the middle of the night from his neighbor, will not give up. He persistently knocked at the door and asked his neighbor for some food. The word in the parable used to describe the man's persistence is shameless. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship. Yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. Jesus is inviting us to come to God boldly and persistently with our requests. When we come to God in prayer, it is with this confidence that God desires to give good gifts to his children. And so we pray, sincere, simple, regular, persistent, confident prayers. I hope this helps you if you're trying to understand prayer. Maybe you thought that prayer was something like ordering a burger, fries, and extra large drink at a drive through But you're discovering it's not. What we're learning is that prayer is talking to our Father, who is holy and loving, 
surrendering our ideas and plans to his kingdom and will, bringing requests for ourselves and others to him, confessing our sin, seeking his strength to resist temptation, knowing that he wants to hear from us. So let's wrap up. As we walk the walk, we pray sincere, simple, regular, persistent, confident prayers that come from deep faith in the goodness of God, where our heart's desire is to experience God's will. So don't persistently worry. Persistently pray instead. May God bless you as you earnestly seek him in this way. Well, thank you again, uh, Pastor Lee and M, for sharing from the Word again. And uh, we just really appreciate your uh, um, willingness to continue and, and serve and sharing in the Word with us at CRBC. And we just want to uh, really thank you and, and wish you a happy Mother's Day, M. And I want to wish all the mothers uh, a happy Mother's Day as well. But beyond that, I really want to uh, thank and uh, encourage um, all the women of our church, mothers, grandmothers, great-grandmothers, those that aren't mothers. Um, I had a great conversation with a, a woman the other day, a friend of ours who is uh, um, part of our community, and, uh, and we talked about how she had uh, spoken into the life of one of our kids. And so um, there are so many women who, um, in my life, who have... Um, spoken into our children's lives and into our lives, and I'm just so grateful for that. So uh, we want to wish you all a happy Mother's Day in that light. And so um, a few of the other things, just to uh, touch base with you on um, the staffing situation, we want to remember to pray for uh, Pastor Adrian as he takes this time of leave and, um, and his family. And uh, we also want to um, just let you know that uh, the staff are working on uh, how to cover his responsibilities down at Radiant. We might be, not be able to do all that he's done, but uh, Ryan is going to take some um, responsibility there and uh, do some coordinating and logistics. And uh, we just want to uh, ask you to continue to pray for our staff, especially in light of the week-to-week -week changes that we're facing um, as we try to figure out how to keep doing church. And as we look forward to the time where we uh, get to gather again, and how does that look? Is it going to be restricted in any way? Um, and how do we continue to do church as the weeks unfold? And so just pray for us, pray for the staff, um, and just uphold them in prayer as they continue to uh, seek the Holy Spirit's guidance in how we, uh, how we continue forward. And um, I just wanted to close uh, this morning with uh, just this short encouragement from Romans chapter 15, chapter 15, verse 13. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. So thanks for joining us again this week. We uh, look forward to seeing you next week. And... Um, just really uh, thankful that you're uh, looking forward to joining with us and keep connecting, uh, put some comments in, um, share our videos with your friends and family and uh, connect with us again and have a great week this week. Thank you.